All right, Ryan. Thanks for the intro again, as always. Uh, so today we've got from Kalamazoo, uh, we have Harry Phillips, the marketing and uh, marketing development director at the Kalamazoo State Theater, an icon in Kalamazoo for getting close to 100 years, yeah. I think, yeah. right, Harry? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be 100 years in 27, which is crazy. Yeah. It is. That is that is amazing. That that's yeah. cool that it's been able to last that long, and hopefully today we'll talk a little bit about some of the ups and downs. I know there were some some periods of time that yeah. eh, didn't know if it was going to quite make it. So yeah, um, so yeah, glad to have you on, Harry. Um, why, why don't you Thanks, give us man. a little background about yourself, uh, just in general? Oh, um, so I've uh, you know I've, I moved to, to Kalamazoo to go to Western Michigan. And uh, kind of an interesting story. Yeah, I went there too. Yeah. My wife went there. Yeah. And kind of an interesting story because, you know, I, I had to work, unfortunately. I didn't have all my college paid for. Um, so I was kind of working part-time at Channel 3 and um, stumbled across uh, this other cool part-time job at the Kalamazoo State Theater. Um, I worked there a little bit uh, for about uh, six or eight months my first year out here as an usher in security. Um, okay. so kind of a weird full circle moment that came around way later on. Um, but the, the reason that happened is my first few weeks at channel three, they came to me and said, you know, I was kind of an intern and they're like, sure. what do you know about music? And I'm like, why? I, I know quite a bit. What do you need? And they're like, well, we had a few people call in sick. We needed someone to go to Kalamazoo state theater and do an interview with Bruce Hornsby. Nice. And so, yeah. And so my first few weeks, uh, you know, at Western and Kalamazoo, I'm at Channel 3 and I I get to go to the theater and interview Bruce Hornsby, who um, quite honestly is a character. Um, really? Yeah, it's really kind of cool. He's got this really dry sense of humor. And um, and that's when I learned that they hired part time for ushers and stuff. So I kind of got that job. So it's kind of interesting. Um and then I graduated uh, Western and uh, Channel 3 offered me a job right out of the gate. So um, I stayed. I was going to go into the sports department and be on air and stuff. And I just, after a while, decided that wasn't what I wanted to do and kind of moved into promotion and marketing. Um, okay. And that's kind of how I got into marketing. And I spent, you know, 10 years at Channel 3 and then moved on, uh, kind of stayed in TV. I was working uh, for Charter, um, doing marketing for their ad sales in three states um, and then I got a call from a friend that I used to work with at channel three. And he's like, here's a number. Her name's Stephanie. You have to call her. This is the job for you. And that person was our executive director, Stephanie Hinman. And after about an hour or so on the phone, she said, I'm going to post a job and stuff. And I, I did some interviews, a couple of rounds, and I, I ended up getting what I consider my dream job, you know, at Ooh. the Kalamazoo state theater that many years later after, uh, you know, working there part-time for a few months and, and stuff yeah. like that. So that's, that's kind of my background, you know, 20 plus years of, of doing marketing. And um, I have a music background as well. You know, I've been kicking around in a band and stuff for years. And uh, so it was like the perfect job for me. That's awesome. So that's cool. uh, let's give you a little plug for your band. What's, what's the band you guys play much? Uh, we haven't played much recently. The band's uh, named Lisa can't sing uh, huge story behind that as well. And yes, Lisa is the singer. Um, but, uh, we were kind of a cover band for years and then we got, you know, I got a little tired of doing just covers and, uh, I started writing and we put out our first CD last October and, um, 
had a CD release party and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we've been playing in Kalamazoo for like 11 years. Uh, and not just Kalamazoo. I mean, we've played Grand Rapids and uh, sure. uh, we actually went to Marco Island and played a Whirlpool convention. Ooh. And so we've done some fun stuff. <laughs> what's yeah. your uh, what's your um, skill set? So what do you play? Uh, I try to play guitar. No, <laughs> no I'm, Good answer. I'm, the, I'm the guitar player and I, I write all the music. Um, okay. And uh, we're really just, you know, we're a power trio with a singer. You know, we got guitar, bass, drums. Um, our bass player, uh, Deb, writes all the lyrics. And, uh, you know, just we just have fun. Don't sure, take cool. it too serious. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So the State Theater. When's the last time you were there, Jeff? Uh, probably theater. back in college think so? when I was at Western. Yeah, I, I, I will say that is one thing that I... I probably a venue that I haven't really visited very much that I should, because it is a very cool and there's a lot of ornate, um, I don't want to say fixtures, just, just the design of that theater is really neat. It is. It is. So I've been working there for more than four years. I still find new things in that theater. Every time I'm in there, Hmm. new little uh, details, new little uh, characters that he, he, you know, uh, the architect was John Eberson out of Chicago. Okay. Um, and in the uh, 20s to early 30s, he built hundreds of theaters. Uh, wow. He was actually, they, they nicknamed him Theater John. But the one he specialized in was what's called an atmospheric theater. And he wanted you to feel like you were outside. And that's what our theater is. It's got the stars on the ceiling. And just he wanted you to feel like you were watching, you know, breaking the fourth wall and watching things outside. He built about 117 to 120 of those kind of theaters. That's There's crazy. only 17 left in operation in the country. Wow. So we're That's one of those 17. Um, yeah. So when you talk about that, and it's interesting you say that, like you, you would went there when you were in college and I went there when I was in college. For whatever reason, the college students uh, were, you know, we work really hard to try to get them to come to the theater because they don't seem to want to leave campus anymore. Um, Hmm. But when they do and when they come in, they're just blown away. Hmm. Um, We actually did a partnership last year with all three colleges, with K College, K Valley and Western, and Hmm. they brought in Ludacris. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a student faculty only. You had to either be a student or a faculty to buy the tickets. But I'm pretty sure a lot of the students bought tickets for their parents (laughs) (laughs) because there were a lot of. (laughs) <laughs> I think non-students there, uh, but we had the house pretty well packed and um, they were just blown away when they came in, you know, when they'd walk in, they'd just look up and be like, oh, you know, so it's, that's one of my favorite parts is to, to see how happy people are to be in there. Um, right. I mean, you know what it's like when you're anticipating going to see a concert or your favorite band and then you get in there, you're just, you're so happy. Right. And that's the part I love about my job. That's great. All the yeah. smiling faces. Yeah. And enthusiasm. Yeah. Can you kind of give a you know? one place to me? It's still the one place where people put aside their political differences mm-hmm. and that they yeah. root for a different sports team and all of that kind of stuff. Cause they're like, you like this band. I like this band. You're good. Yeah. We're right? all here for the yeah. same reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, we're all going in the same direction essentially. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. I think music does bring people together. Um, for which sure. It's great. Yeah. Heck yeah. Jeff, when's the last 
Oh, I guess we, when the last time yeah. you've been there. Do you remember who it was that you saw? I don't remember. You don't? Mm-mm. I should See, pull and back. See, that's usually one of the questions I always ask people if they've been there, yeah. what their favorite show was. So, I mean, what? when's the last time you were there? So, I, I'm trying to recall if I'm mixing up this concert with, a couple episodes ago, ago I mixed up K-Wing Stadium and the State Theater for some reason. I don't know why. I think not because of name, because of what it looked like. So I'm trying to, th- I, I want to say it was Everclear and Soul Coughing and Black Eyed Peas that I saw there in like 98 or 99. But not, but the more I think about it, it might have been K-Wings. I was going to say, I'll have to look that up on our past artists list because I don't remember Black Eyed Peas. Because, being- yeah, I remember it being a, not, I remember the outside waiting and it was not the State Theater. So it had to have been the K-Wings yeah, Stadium. That sounds you- like, yeah, it sounds like a Wings so now I'm thinking, who was it? Because I know I've been there only once. And I'm trying to remember who was it that I saw. And I can't think of it now. <laughs> I just, yeah. I've been thinking all day. And I really, I kept thinking about this. I'm like, oh, it's really, it's the Everclear show is what, what I want. What I wish I, what I wish I would have been there for is back in the, I guess it would have been maybe late 80s, early 90s, probably early 90s, right? When Smashing Pumpkins, I think, came. Ooh. And Soundgarden came. Oh. Pearl Jam was there. Uh. Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think. I think. Pearl Damn. Jam opened for Red Eye Chili Peppers. If I they were all there the same night? No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Yeah, and I have a story about that show. Um, yes, early 90s, Red Hot Chili Peppers was the headliner. It awesome. was Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam. Oh, my Red gosh. That is insanity. I, I would have just, I wish yeah. I could go back in time and go see that I mean, show. when you think about that, like, artists of that caliber that were all on the same bill in there, right? right. Like, how cool that was. But even better... We have a statue. Um, there's two statues on the on the lower level on, on either side. One of them actually went crowd surfing during that show, <laughs> and, and we have the the repair bill for it still, like in our archives. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, um, but what a great show, right? Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, some people thought it was Nirvana, but it was Smashing Pumpkins because I think Nirvana ended up playing. Well, I think they came through once and played something like Club Soda, and then they came back and they were playing like Wings with somebody. Um, But yeah, that was a huge show. Huge show. It was right before they probably really, really broke. I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers would have been big. Yeah, they were big, and Pearl Jam hadn't broke yet, really, and neither had Smashing Pumpkins. That's a weird thing to hear someone say, oh, yeah, Pearl Jam hadn't even got popular. What? They weren't even the opener or the, I mean, the headliner, you know, and and not that this isn't the same music genre, but NSYNC was there and their opener was Britney Spears. Oh, of course. Crazy. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. That's that's what I love about, and, and, you know, here, a lot of what we talk about is local music and somebody starts there right somebody yeah. big eventually gets big but they all start small and if you can catch them at these small venues which are super important for the musicians um as well as for the fans right to see these things happen before you before you realize it before the world realizes it maybe is the better word to say so um that's what's so important about what you guys are doing um and so many other venues in the state but that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, it's one of the toughest things to do. And sometimes you kind of get lucky with some of it, but you know, we're constantly looking at the music scene going, who's going to be next that maybe we can get in here on their way up that, 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, we got really lucky last year. We had Carly Pierce, who's in the country world. Um, mm-hmm. And we were actually trying to get another artist and, and they had verbally confirmed or through email and then said, no, we're not going to be able to do it. But how about Carly Pierce? And we didn't know a lot about her, but we said yes. And we took it on because we're hoping, you know, that favor yeah. will get us one. Right. Yeah. And right. Within two or three weeks of announcing her, she blew up and started winning all the CMA awards and all these other so she, awards. She was right? the. And it was just one of those like, okay, you know, yeah. so that stuff kind of happens, right? Um, right. And then you look at like we just had um, Green Sky Bluegrass, right? Mm. Um, who's, uh, you know, they all started in Kalamazoo and they started playing small places and got bigger and then they hit the Kalamazoo State Theater and then they blew up. Yeah. they're really big they can play anywhere they want almost in a lot of places i mean they you know um some of them are out of colorado now but they still come and play two shows a year with us because mm, there's awesome. something about the tradition for them um normally it's thanksgiving weekend this year they did new year's eve and the, the day before and it's two sold out shows every year and their fans come from all over i talk to people from georgia and traverse city and ohio and all kinds of places, you know, so those are the cool stories. Right. And, and you're right. Seeing bands in that environment. Uh, I was, I've been lucky to see bands in little tiny places before they blew up and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Is it, is green sky a Michigan band? Yeah. They're from Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have option to interview. So my buddy wow. at work is like best friends with them. He's he, it's funny that you just mentioned that they were there. Cause he yeah. said, yeah, I saw green sky four times in the last three weeks, dude. Yeah. Like, what? He's like, yeah, yep. we saw Kalamazoo here, here. Him, his wife is a diehard. They just yep. got married recently, and she's seen him like 150. She's a their fans are like deadheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They also do it with fish. They do it with fish too. They go see yeah. fish a million times. They go um, see green so sky yeah, they, they played go. two nights at the Fillmore in Detroit. Yes, they were at and both then played nights two there. nights with us. Yep, that's what they did. Um, that's but yeah, cool. their fans are people who don't know Green Sky Bluegrass are always like, well, what is that? And I'm like. It's like the Grateful Dead meets the Almond Brothers meets Pink Floyd meets Alison Krauss because there's yeah, some traditional cool. bluegrass in there, but they're a jam band like the Almond Brothers. Um, and their light show is amazing. Just cool. amazing light show. Um, and their fans, like I said, they follow them like the dead. Yeah. So my buddy at work said he's going to he, he wants to have them on our show so he can listen to it. And I said, just I'm come. Sh- Invite yeah. them over and you come too. And yeah, just, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. I think so a couple we'll of them, them still live in Kalamazoo. A few of them moved to Colorado, but um, they're great guys. Great guys. And they put on an amazing show. Uh, they played until 1 a.m. You know, wow. New Year's. Um, that, that, that's, oh, well, I guess it makes no. sense. New Year's. Yeah. So, Start really, at 8, finish what, at 1. <laughs> I guess that brings up some point. I do. I want to ask that because now you bring that up. I would never even would have thought to ask this, but are there some like – rules and regulations around that from an indoor i know outdoor there's there's like noise violations or whatever but for indoor for you guys can you guys run a show as late as you want not as late as we want because um (laughs) the liquor laws um i mean i guess you can run the show you got to shut the drinking down at a certain point um we can most of the artists want to be done what i'm seeing with a lot of artists is they're way shortening what they do um they they really are um the industry is so different, but um, I, there's none that I know of. There's no rules that I know of of what time. Okay. There's no curfews like an outdoor one. Um, but what I'm seeing, 
And this is why the, the ticket prices have gone where they have. You know, people complain about ticket prices. Well, it's it's what happened with the record industry, right? And streaming and illegal downloading. Artists can't mm. make the money off their royalties and their songwriting and their record sales anymore. Right. So they're charging yep. way more for the concerts. And because they're touring so much, a lot of them, they're not playing two and a half hours like they used to. Some of these bands, it's an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes, and they're out. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a lot of energy yeah. to give out if you're yeah. going to do it every night, basically. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in the past, maybe you could take what you're saying is that you might be able to take a little break and then pull it, you know, bring it on the weekends or whatever, whatever. You're well, do. they made more of their money off of record sales and stuff. And now they have to make their money off of off of touring. You touring know? touring yeah. and merch, merch, right? Merch touring is the other merch. big one. Yeah. They got to yeah, sell merch because. T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, like, um, that's like the baseline these days. Yeah. Um, and the VIP packages, you know, that's another thing. There's a lot of VIP packages. Obviously, post COVID, the meet and greet situations changed a lot. So what they've started, they got creative, though. A lot of them are doing you get a merch bundle um, and some of them are doing um, like Carly Pierce did a uh, um kind of uh, come in and check uh, and, and do a Q&A and we'll play some songs acoustically. Um, Ani DeFranco cool. did that too. Said, hey, come in and see Soundcheck and I'm going to do this. Joe Satriani did a Q&A session and did autographs. So um, awesome. it's COVID has changed a lot of that stuff, but there's some cooler things coming now because those old meet and greets, and I don't know if you've ever done one with a big band, they like no. they walk you in with your group or three or four at a time, stand you in front of the band, snap a picture and usher you out. You're there yeah. for mm. 10 seconds That's... and you get a picture, right? Damn. And to me, the coolest thing, yeah. you know, like Joe Satriani did 45 minutes of taking questions from people and telling stories. Awesome. And how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So That's really neat. Do you yeah. get involved on the, the ticket sales side part much? I mean, I, you're in Mark. I feel like you're probably somehow. I, I, might, <laughs> I guess what yeah. I'm, you are. I'm trying to get yeah. at like what's. The whole, you know, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, all the inflated fee stuff over the years. Because I remember buying a ticket, yeah, 95, 96, and it was 10 or 20 bucks and all in. And you're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, Just recently. Yeah, I used to live on the other side of the state and I'd go get lawn seats at Pine Knob for five bucks. Yeah. We'd go see people. I saw Jimmy Buffett a few times just because that's what you did. You went and sat on the lawn. I I always joke with people and say it was like the mall. Because I yeah. grew up on the east side state, not too far from Pine Knob. And we, it, basically, you'd go there because you'd either get free tickets yeah. or real cheap tickets. you just go hang out. If you didn't right. even care about the band, you just go. That's cool. Yep. I, ah, yeah. And I'm sweet. glad I'm, I never stopped calling it Pine Knob, but I'm glad it's yeah. back to, to Pine Knob. Um, yeah, as far as what I do, so I don't, I don't really book the bands. We have a director of programming who does an amazing job. She's the one who works with promoters and agents. Um, some of the shows we buy the artists, we pay for everything and bring them in. Sometimes a promoter comes in and rents the building and brings the band in. So there's two different ways mm. shows mm, come in. That's interesting. Uh, but yes, me and my team are responsible for getting the tickets sold um, when it's our show. Um, okay. So yeah, we're a ticket master um, outlet or venue. There's good and bad with that. I mean, I understand yeah. the public outcry with the the fees and, and all of that stuff. And believe me, we don't like it either. Um, but it's fee-free in the box office. So if people come into the it, box office, you're, yeah. it's fee-free. No taxes. That's no what you try. Every time I try to do that. Uh, have, you yeah. seen an, have you seen an uptick in that 
in recent the last couple of years? Or is not it really, really not really changing? I've seen an uptick yeah. in people complaining about it to us. Yeah, at the for end sure. Of the day, but not 70%, changing. No, seventy percent of the sales are still <laughs> online, right? Yeah, they don't um, want to go take the time to go into the to the venue. No. They want us to knock the fees down online, which we can't do. I mean, it, right. again, it's a good and bad with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster has a lot of great things built into working with them. Um, they have a lot of great marketing tools, which is one of the reasons why you know you use them. And they can handle what we do. Some of the smaller ticketing companies can't. Um, but one of the other downsides that we're seeing in the industry, regardless of who your ticket provider is, are the reselling and the people scalping. Mm -hmm. Above. You know, because scalping is legal now in Michigan. They got rid of it years ago. And people are either buying way inflated tickets or they're buying fake tickets. And then they're yeah. at the door, can't get in, or they see that the ticket prices were $60 and they paid $300 and they're mad <laughs> at us. Um, and there's not a lot we can do about it. Mm -mm. Right. And so yeah, it's our, really sad about that. Yeah, because I, I get so frustrated. Like, I feel like there's even groups of people that just buy up all these tickets. And then they resell them and that they're making money. I, mean, I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, they're taken away from the people who really care about the music. Yeah. And there's tons, they don't of, care. There's tons of legit legal um, reselling sites out there that operate out of other states and we can't do anything to shut them down. So, you know, I always, when mm -hmm. I have an opportunity like this and I'm doing a, an interview or a podcast or anything, it's like, I always tell people there's only two places to get tickets for our shows in our box office Ticketmaster.com. If you're anywhere else, you're probably that's buying it. it from someone who's inflating it. So, um, yeah. so that's changed a lot of stuff too. But yeah, we're my team is responsible for selling the tickets and marketing it. Um, we get to do a lot of cool stuff. What I love about my job is every show is different because every artist has a different uh, fan base. You know, so it's not doing all the same stuff all the time. And sometimes you got to get creative. We don't have huge budgets for these shows. Um, but I'm really lucky. I have, um, two other people on my team. I have a digital content coordinator and a marketing manager, and they do an amazing job on our social medias, which is really the lifeline for venues today to market the shows. Um, without that, we just don't have the budget to do the things that, you know, like a live nation as a promoter is doing with Beyonce and Taylor Swift and all that kind of right. stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know, and I, I, you know, I do a lot of this kind of stuff to try to market it. But at the end of the day, my number one job is putting people in those seats and making sure they know what great shows we have. Yeah. How many, how many um, people does the state theater hold? Um, for concerts, uh, it's around 1540, um, depending on whether they want a standing pit or seats down, down there. Okay. Um, we also do some movies. We do some classic movies, our two big ones every year. We do Rocky Horror Picture Show and mm, National cool. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And we uh, usually have about a thousand people in there. So imagine going to watch a movie with a thousand people. That's um, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. I'd see yeah. either of those movies with a thousand people. That yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. It, it, wow. I always tell people it's like watching a movie with a thousand of your best friends. It is crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's a crazy time. And then you have like comedians and stuff come in too, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's been really. Um, I will say post pandemic, that has been the hottest ticket um, all around is comedy oh, yeah. shows. Um, and we've had quite a few and a lot of them have been brought in by Live Nation. Um, John Mulaney, Chelsea Handler, Nikki Glazer, yep. Lewis Black, Nate Bargatze. We had the Whose Line Is It Anyway group in there. 
Um, <laughs> and most of them are selling out and doing two shows a night with us. Um, wow. So like coming out of the pandemic, it seems people really needed to laugh and they really wanted the comedy. So those, that has been the most consistent to me coming out of the pandemic, the most consistent live entertainment when you're talking about, you know, these huh. kind of big ticket items is comedy. That's interesting. So, something I thought about related to Ticketmaster is one good thing that they've done recently is it might have been a law that was changed where they have to display the ticket, the full ticket price, what the tickets get minus tax instead of the fee coming at checkout yeah. and be like, oh, it's like 45% of the original oh, ticket. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now, so I went to get Verve Pipe in the Valley Below tickets and it's a little banner at the top said that. And I was like, oh, man, these tickets seem really expensive. And I glanced at the banner again. Oh, that's because all the fees are included. Oh, this is yeah. I, I'm yeah. cool. This is fine. Now I know yeah. that it's 50 bucks. This is a $50. Actually, account. I think the law is they have to show you all the fees. They can't do a one price thing like it, it's a that's mm -hmm. what well, yeah, the law was. Yeah. Oh, right. so they do break it. Like, yeah, when you go to yeah, check they out, they still have to but show they you. They, they can't hide it. Like, would, I like the one price out the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's what a, I like. It's, it's a psychological thing with people buying, but they on their own, there was a lot of pressure around it, um, mm. decided to show the all. So, you know, again, yeah, I mean, I was buying some concert tickets for my daughter a month ago and it's like, you know, it's already bad enough. They're like 85 bucks and then you put them in the cart, you know, two tickets. Okay. 170. And then all the fees pop in and you're like, whoa. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it is nice now to know what you're in for. But still, people, you know, are like, why am I paying $13 for this and $14 for this? And, um, you know, like our movies, you know, our movies are usually $12 to $15 tickets. If you buy them through Ticketmaster, they turn into $30 $25. tickets to go see a movie. <laughs> so right. that's the one place where we yeah. get 80%, 85% of our sales in the box office, you know, for something like that. Yeah. And that that's the thing that drives me nuts is the the lower price ticket. Like it seems like the service fee, regardless, is about the, what it's going to be. Yeah. But then you're if you had a small ticket, like I went to a show in uh, with the pyramid scheme in Grand Rapids, it was a twenty dollar ticket, eight dollar service fee on top of that. I'm like, I I'm not doing it. I'm going to the pyramid scheme and going to buy it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm that kind of person, but most people probably aren't going to do that. But it's crazy. I mean, the it, percentage it doesn't make sense. No, it I'm doesn't. A slow, because, low, low ticket. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, again, like, I mean, as much as we all can complain about it, it's, you know, they're the, you know, 30,000 pound gorilla in the industry, right? And, right. and that's what I was saying. The on the capitalistic side, Nation, like, it's awesome. Now that Live yeah, Nation yeah, owns yeah. them, it's, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, right. mm -hmm. yeah. But like I said, I always tell people come to our box office. Um, no fees. And for those of you that still love the printed ticket tickets, the printout, you know, to have your ticket collection, we still do that. You don't have to have an electronic one. I had to get mine for the last tool show we saw. We did. We had electronic tickets and I had to go back like a week later and they printed me my actual seat ticket right at, at the box office. It took like 30 yeah. seconds. Like, oh, yeah, let me print it for you. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. in the past. And right? it's cool. They don't because nobody tears them. Yeah. Anymore. So I have no, it. Yeah. You don't need to scan them. So Where you can actually get the uh, whole somewhere. ticket. Um, yeah. no, which one that was, was, cool. was, that the, was that the Van Andel show? Yeah, that was the last Van Andel one, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I Jeff and I and a couple other friends went that. Yeah, I saw Were him right there? before the pandemic at Little Caesars, and I would have loved to have seen him at Van Andel instead. I know? saw him 30 days before the pandemic started in Vegas, and it was oh, bonkers. Nice, it was 
bonkers. Nice. It was so yeah. good. I can't wait yeah. to stay, see him at the Spear. When well, we're going to see him at the this. Kalamazoo State Theater. Oh, yeah, that would be badass. <laughs> I would love theater. to. I think we got a better shot I'd, at getting Pussifer, but, you know, you never yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I would go see Pussifer for sure. Yeah. What's yeah. So what's kind of your sweet spot, would you say, for, for artists? Cause, or... cause, yeah, because the theater, I mean, you, you guys, you're talking about 1,500 people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, good, A good number. Um, obviously, it's not that next echelon like you're talking about. the Because really from there – you got to get to almost like a band handle, maybe a little bigger. There may be some smaller venues than that, but like, that's the next level. So um, what's like, level, what are you looking at when you, yeah, the next level after us is kind of the, the three, four, 5,000 level. And then you get into Van Andel. Cause I think they're like double yeah. that, triple that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard. We get people all the time. Like, why can't you bring in this artist? And why can't you bring in that artist? It's like, well, tickets would be 500 bucks. I, that's the other part yeah. of it. We could bring in some bigger artists, um, but we're going to have to charge a lot more. And and one of the things we've tried to do over the years is try to keep the ticket prices in that reasonable price range. Unless you're buying VIP or platinum, we don't mm-hmm. have tickets over a hundred dollars, right? Like we're yeah. we, we're just not there. I mean, we're usually in the forty-five to seventy-five dollar range for tickets. Um, mm-hmm. So it comes down to that and also comes down to what the artist wants to do. Some artists are starting to go back to playing smaller, intimate places here and there or doing residencies. It's one of the things, you know, um, I was in Nashville for a conference and they're talking about that. But for us, it's a lot of artists on the way up or those legacy artists, you know, they, yeah. they, they can't draw the arena crowd anymore unless they put a package together. I mean, you look at like the Def Leppard journey, yeah, poison. Yeah. like they have to have the three big acts. So we get a lot of people on the way up, but then we, you know, like last year we had cheap trick who sold out, mm. you know, mm-hmm. the indigo girls came back out and sold out. Um, uh, so we get a lot of that too, which is really cool. Do you, you know, think so that's kind I, of our, I, I, you, you mentioned this, that you could do it. And I, and I, I do think there's a certain audience that would, would pay like, can you, would it be worth an experiment to bring in an artist and it's 500 bucks a ticket, but it's a, it's a bigger artist. You're at a small, like the whole just thing is like the experience because you can't see these bands that just play arenas. Now you can't see them at a small venue. So if you missed the boat years ago, yeah. like it could be at the second chance, but a super expensive yeah. one would, would, yeah. I don't know if the bands would even be willing, but like you said, mm-hmm. some bands are more, yeah. they want that. They kind of miss, I think that intimate feel yeah. again that they haven't had for years. I think it's a it's it's worth the experiment because I might be willing to pay actually as much as I'm more frugal I might be willing to pay for five hundred dollars to see who to be a thousand yeah who who would who, who would five hundred bucks for you Britney Spears I don't I'm trying to think of I mean there's a lot of bands I mean hey let's do the Red Hot Chili Peppers Smashing Pumpkins show again yeah. uh, I, you know, I know that's not going to happen I would pay $500 to see them play at the State Theater yeah, both of them definitely. hell yeah I would yeah. in a heartbeat um, you know I mean there's there's a few different answers to that question you know is it worth the experiment it might be but it's a, a big an expensive yeah. experiment right like you're talking yeah high six figures to get some of these bands in like that and it's production costs and all the other stuff um and you're really rolling the dice but like you said you kind of hit it on the head a lot of it has to do with either the band or their management and what they're willing to do and what they're willing to try Mm -hmm. um i mean 
you know, no promises, but I will tell you that we've had some internal discussions for our hundred year celebration. Like it would be really cool to go find one of those bands that, you know, was big in the oh, 90s, that, you know, and bring them he's back. He's not going to say who you've been talking about some a now, few bands. I know you have, and now, you're not going to say, I would say this, if you do this, mm -hmm. right. So if you ended up going down the Avenue, I say you have to sell only at the box office. Cause then we get the Ooh. event where everybody camps out. Like like the online tickets will be gone in sub-seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, to yeah, actually well, give the, the old JC Penney's, right? The, you, you camp out the old <laughs> JC yeah. yeah. Well, I will tell you this. One of the things that we've implemented and a lot of promoters have implemented um, is an eight-ticket limit, and that's helped keep some of the bots from buying a lot. They they still yeah. do it because mm -hmm. they have to they have to launch more bots to get eight, 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 eight kind of thing, but that's helped. Right, um, right. But yeah, we I would love to see something like that. What a cool event would that be to see people lined up and waiting oh, yeah. to come in. And um, so we, we, you know, it's something we would love to do. We're just trying to get ourselves in the position to do it and, uh, you know, and see if we can find the right artist that would want to do it. But that's kind of where we would have to be at, right? It's just basic yeah. math. Um, and unfortunately, whether we like it or not, it is the music business. And that's the way these artists and promoters look mm -hmm. at it. They all want to make as much money as they can. So they're going to get their money. So now we've got to divide it by fifteen hundred and see how many, how much we yeah. have to charge. Right? That means, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You hear it here, folks. Tool, State Tool. Theater Campus, twenty twenty seven. Tickets are five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> just joking. Yeah. I don't know that that would, that would be, be awesome. our first choice, but I, I mean, for me, it might be. But yeah, I love them. Right. But yeah, I mean, Gosh. you look back throughout the history, you know, of. You know, because the, the theater was um, it's we've only had two owners, which I think when you think about that, wow. since 1927, it was Colonel Butterfield, wow. who at that Colonel time, Butterfield. it was a movie house and a vaudeville house. Right. It was silent mm -hmm. movies cool. and vaudeville troops. Um, hmm. And you had people back in the day like Louis Armstrong was on that stage, Three Stooges, things like that. Oh, wow. But awesome. he was kind of like the blockbuster and red box thing. Um, when the talkies came out, he's like, ah, that's a fad. That's a fad. You know, we're going to stick with our silent movies. And he was really behind in adapting wow. and going fine. We'll show. Him. And he finally just got to the point where he wasn't doing a lot in the sixties and seventies. And then, you know, it was around 80, 81 where he's like, you know, I'm going to try to sell it. And he couldn't sell it. And then the city was going to bulldoze it. I mean, it was like the, the lyrics from the song, it was, they were going to turn it into a parking lot. Wow. And there was a huge save the state campaign that came out of the community. And that's when the Hinman company purchased it when Roger Hinman bought it and dumped. I shouldn't say dumped. He put a lot of money into it. He invested Impressive. in it, got yeah. it back up and running. And that's when it became a live entertainment, entertainment venue. That's when it became a concert venue. Do you know, do you know why that caught his eye and why he went to on to purchase it? Like, um, a, a little bit. I mean, it, it's, it was, um, a special place for him and, um, oh. it still is, you know, he, he loves the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it, it just, it, it, it was one of those things that meant something to him and he wanted to buy it. And, um, still to this yeah. day, you know, he, he, he loves the place and, cool. uh, 
Yeah. And so that's when it became a concert venue. And then you look at some of the acts that came through during that time. A lot of people I talked to who were coming to concerts during that time were like, I saw Black Sabbath there and what? I saw Alice Cooper there and, yeah. you know, and Ted Nugent. And then here's one that, you know, is a really cool thing. Tim Allen did a big show there. Oh, a, a, you know, a, after he a got show, I was assuming, right? Yeah. 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 He did. He did. I didn't. Yeah, he did stand up. Yeah, I don't yeah. think yeah. I've ever seen a stand up before. Yeah, huh. but yeah, of course he was a comedian. He, then he got he's from Michigan. Bit. Yeah, he's from yeah. Michigan. Yeah. And he went to yeah. Western. Mm-hmm. Ah, he that's right. Yep. Yeah, got arrested in Kalamazoo. That's where he I'm got thrown into <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting when you look at the history of the theater. Um, you know that yeah. was a huge change right there of it becoming a concert venue, and that was something that Colonel Butterfield was just kind of like. Eh. You know, right. he didn't even want to go to the, the movies with sound, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 2027 free Tim Allen com- comedy concert, comedy show. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the other thing. Cause you know, people always think a lot of theaters our age are nonprofits, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of advantages as a nonprofit with grants and different things. Sure. Um, we're not a nonprofit. Interesting. So we can't get a lot of that the grants and stuff. So for me, one of the other parts of the development part of my big, long title, the weird <laughs> title, yeah. um, you know, I, I secure sponsorships um, and partnerships with a lot of businesses around West Michigan. And, you know, that could be one way to bring in a Tim Allen or a, you know, tool for you, you know, as if <laughs> someone was like, Hey, we want to be part of this yeah. history and stuff. Um, so I do, I work with a lot of sponsors, um, our state on the street. We've been very fortunate. Um, that is not a moneymaker. We did that for the community coming out of the pandemic and to help the artists. Um, cause we can't sell tickets to it. It's outside. You can walk up and watch it. We've had sponsors uh-huh. every year that have helped that. And that's what pays the artists. Um, you know, something we're big on, you know, we support the artists right. and support the community. So it wasn't like, Hey, come play for free we pay the art, you know, every local artist that comes through there. So, um, yeah. So it was kind of a cool thing. You know, we, when they started allowing the outdoor, um, the restaurants to have the outdoor seating and eat outside, Mm -hmm. we asked if we could do the same thing and they said, yes. So, um, we got permission from the city to shut down the road in front of the theater. And we started bringing in these artists who had nowhere to play. And that's how state on the street started. When we had nothing to do inside, no indoor shows. Is State on the Street mostly local bands then? Yeah. Or is it? Okay. Okay, it is. Yeah, it's, it's all, it started as a, a Kalamazoo bands the first year. And now we've had some from from Grand Rapids and, um, you know, probably some that you you guys have probably talked to or worked with, like Flylight Gemini. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We did have them on. They yeah. played State on the Street a few times. Um we just had fake baseball play last year. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but yeah, that's what it was all about was like, let's give them a place to play. Um, before that I was doing live streams uh, with local artists and out, out of where I'm sitting right now, uh, similar program, I would, you know, bring them on. They would be playing in their apartment or garage or whatever. <laughs> and I'd let them play and I'd interview them. And um, I did that. Jake Kershaw was our first live stream actually. Oh, cool. So, and then that morphed into, we did several live streams in the building where we sold tickets through, um, through a couple of different online platforms. And we had the Michigan Rattlers did Mm, an amazing live stream. Uh, last gasp collective, uh, the go rounds. We did one with the go rounds. I'm trying to think who else. Um, 
So it's amazing what, you know, the adversity forces you into, right? Yeah. And how you can adapt. You didn't have to use Ticketmaster for the live stream ones? Because it's a different type of agreement I was well, it was it had mostly to do with the pandemic and they were shut down too and they you know they uh, okay. they they furloughed all their people. I mean, most people in our industry, they either furloughed or you know, se- severance people. Um mm-hmm. we were very fortunate at the theater that, you know, Stephanie our executive director was like, "What should we do? I don't want to furlough people. Let's find things to do." Um you know, I remember the phone call. She's like, "All right, marketing guy, what do we what do we do now? And of course, none of us thought it was going to last as long as it did. But I'm like, right. the one thing I know from like 2007, eight, nine, when we had some recessions and a lot of the advertisers like the auto dealers pulled back, the mm-hmm. ones that stayed out there and stayed relevant and had a message out there, when things came back, they were the first to recover and start selling Ooh. and, you know, and have customers. And I'm like, we just have to stay relevant. Um, yeah which is where the live streams came from. And then the state on the streets came from. Um, but it had so many other positive effects. It was just so great, you know? Um, and we, you know, quite honestly, we try to support downtown Kalamazoo. I mean, that's full of, they're all local business owners. There's no chains downtown mm-hmm. Kalamazoo. And we needed to do something to help bring business back to them too. You know, cause that we need that. You know, so yeah, it's like an inter- interesting time, but we all loved it so much. We were doing it every Friday during the pandemic when we could be outside uh, during the summer. And then when we got our day jobs back and started getting shows inside, we're like, well, how do we do both? Can we? Um, so now we do it mm-hmm. once a month instead of every Friday. Um, mm, okay. But people still come. I mean, I never thought four years later, people would still want to come to that. So it's been a cool thing. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doing something, something cool for sure. Harry, what was the last concert you bought, you purchased a ticket for? I'm sure you have access to go to lots of concerts that you don't have to buy uh, yeah, a ticket I do, for. Actually. What's the last um, one you bought a ticket for? Um, so I haven't gone or to Or the last one good yet. one. Um, <laughs> well, for myself personally, the last one I bought tickets to is yes. I, went, I went and saw Alter Bridge 7 Dust at 20 Monroe Live. Ooh, yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that was, was the summer, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I, was, I remember yeah. Seven Dust came through. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, for a couple reasons. One, I got to see Seven Dust at the district here, the Wild Bolt, like in a tiny little space. Super cool oh, show. They yeah. were amazing. Um, and I've always wanted to see Alter Bridge. So that was the last one I personally bought for myself. Um, the last one I went to that wasn't at our building. Um, I, I was given the tickets, but I took my daughter to see the Jonas Brothers at Van Andel. Oh, um, <laughs> that's okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. if, let me just say this. They're way more talented than I, I thought they were. Right? Their band was amazing. They put on a great show. But they came out and they're like, we're here to celebrate five albums tonight. We're playing all of them. And I'm like, yeah, you're not playing all five of them seriously they sped they it did. up and they did it they did they oh played medley. they played medleys of the songs that weren't hits <laughs> so they and played for like cool. an hour and a half and then the lights came on and everyone stood up and i go oh they're not going to do an encore okay i look up at the screen it says intermission <laughs> oh wow <laughs> another hour and a half to go they played another hour and a half i got three hours of jonas brothers education hey, that woo, um, that's yeah. cool to put together that long a show you like you said that's a lot of a lot of artists are cutting back yeah. that it's cool to see somebody that plays you know longer it was so impressive because 
everything was live and real. You could tell there was no tracks. There was not, nothing yeah, canned. No. Their band yeah. was amazing. And here's one thing that I didn't realize, you know, there's certain artists you think of, like they have a heavily choreographed show, right? Yeah. You're going right. to go see a Beyonce it's choreographed and mm-hmm. Taylor right. Swift. Yep. This was choreographed in a different way, but they had their team did an amazing job to make sure everything was just spot on. All the changes when you go from playing 45 seconds of one song into 45 seconds of another, and then into this song with instrument changes and all this other stuff, and you don't notice anything going wrong. I mean, it was impressive for three hours, really was. Dang, it's cool. Yeah, like those those pit stop guys that change tires in like 0.8 seconds these days. I was watching a montage from like the 30s to the 50s to the 80s till today, and it's like the seconds keep dropping off, and these guys are like, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's, a roadie's uh, same thing. You whipping the guitar on, yeah. whipping the other one off. Yeah, and that's Talking the thing, Aquas, you know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that's the thing people say. don't realize with concerts is how much goes into production when they come, right? Mm. So how, yeah, I have no idea. When you talked about encores, now I've heard this as a theory, and I have seen this now with like Metallica. I went to recently, so they didn't do an encore. I heard that encores are kind of going away a little bit. Is that a is that a truth? Have you what? seen that or not? What? Um, yes, I've seen it a little bit. I don't know if it's a a thing like a trend or whatever. I think what you have are there's certain artists that um, what's the people. best way to put it? <laughs> they just go out there and like we we have one artist that um, almost a sold out show will we'll remain nameless. Sure. Yes, did fine. not even do his own sound check. Didn't walk on that stage until he was supposed. He didn't leave his tour bus until he had to be on stage. Oh my! Wow. And it's artists like that that are like, I'm playing, and when I'm done, I'm done. I'm walking off stage. I don't need to do an encore. It's a job to them. It's like yeah. a nine to five. Like, yeah, I'm and walking into my like, thing. I'm out. It's like I don't owe you that. I gave you yeah. my. Um, I'm not going to, and then some artists are like, they think it's pretentious and I'm not going to walk off stage and come back out. So they'll actually say, Hey, we're not going to leave for an encore. We're just going to play you the next two songs. Um, and then you have other artists that just, uh, they love it. Right. They eat love it up. going yeah. off the stage. Oh, yeah. and they come oh, out and play the best yeah. last two songs yeah. they well, got. Well, I think it's it is awesome. though. It is partly like, Hey, I want to hear them chant for me. Like, yeah a lot like they're right? narcissists like they, yeah right yeah yeah i think so because because the other flip side that i've heard i'm i'm not doing the encores is like everybody knows it's coming like just play your bet the last couple songs that your best right. songs last and right. it's done right like everybody right. everybody knows what they're there for they want those 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 hits that they know are coming at the end mm-hmm. if you just play them they're done but it is right. there for the audience i do still think there's a little bit of this like hype like yeah, they're going to come so. back. I don't want the show to just be over. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's done. And I don't leave the show till the lights come on. So I don't know. Right. It's over. Oh, right. Big boy Jeff over here doesn't leave till the lights yeah, come I, on. I mean, if the lights don't come on, why would I leave? He's camping overnight. There's, there's people that leave. Yeah, when I've, and I've seen well, a few of those shows where they're like, the yeah, I've seen a few of those where they're waiting and then the lights come on and you hear like the collective groan of fifteen hundred people, like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, Shit, but you're right. What you were saying before, and that's why I said some artists will just tell them on stage over the mic, like, look, we're not going to walk off yeah. for an encore. Here comes mm-hmm. the next. The, these are the two you've been waiting for. We're going to close with our big yeah. hits, right? Um, right. So it's it varies, you know. We've been really lucky. I, you know, I mean, 
there's always stories and there's always something when you're dealing with celebrities and you're dealing with people that are on the road so much that sometimes they just something happened in another town and they, you know, they got a little bit of a mood coming in or whatever, but we've been really lucky. Mm -hmm. We've had some great experiences, a lot of great artists, um, really cool to work with. Um, so we've been really fortunate. Like the green sky guys are just amazing to work with. Mm -hmm, Super cool. cool. You know, um, their encores are funny because they don't, I, I, in two days only witnessed like two songs that were under five minutes. So like, when I, I'm I like, feel like well, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Like well, they were supposed to be done at 1130 and they are just now leaving the stage and they're going to come back and do a two song encore. And it was another 25 minutes. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So they give you your money's worth. Those guys do. That, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So what's, what's been your favorite show at the state theater? Whether you bought tickets or not, what was, what's been a, or maybe, maybe there's not one, maybe there's a couple, some highlighted over the whole, well, since you were a teenager working there part-time. Yeah. There's a couple of things that stand out. So Joe Satriani's recent show that he came in. And the reason being is because my first show ever at the Kalamazoo state theater was Joe Satriani way oh, back wow. when he was doing the flying in the dream, uh, flying in a blue dream tour. And so to see him again, that many years later, um, was that's really cool, cool for mm. me and, and as a guitar player. So that that's kind of one that kind of stood out as a highlight. Um, I was a huge fan of the Whose Line Is It Anyway show. And to have <laughs> those guys come in and see them do the same stuff live on stage, uh, that was a highlight for me personally. Like Drew too. Carey and all the guy, all those guys? No, they didn't have Drew Carey, but it was... Okay. Um, the progressed Wayne Brady. Uh, no, Wayne, way too big now. I re- but, um, I'm trying I to remember the first season guy. Uh, not, uh, I want to say Niles, but it's, uh, yeah. Wasn't one of them named Niles? Colin. Colin was one of them. Yeah. yeah Colin, it, um, was going to be there and then he, um, pulled out of the tour. He's, his health wasn't as good, but, um, mm, okay. uh, what's the, the really tall guy. I'm All drawing names on names now. I know. I want to um, say Niles. Like, I, I don't know, but I, I know the face. Yeah, but there was like uh, three or four of the other regulars there. And I'm drawing a blank yeah, on the names. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of ki- guys that yeah. kind of, or people that kind yeah. of move through that. Yeah. But so they did have a couple of their main ones there. And um, cool. I, I don't know, it was just super cool to watch. And they pull in audience members on stage just like they mm-hmm. were doing the show. And um, mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. Um, I will tell you one of the first shows I went to when I started at the theater in 2019, and I wasn't a huge fan of the band. But watching them do sound check was really cool. And that's the Goo Goo Dolls. Wow. Really? I was not was, expecting you to yeah. say that. Um, I, wasn't a huge, I wasn't a huge fan of them. Yeah. But when they were doing sound check, he wasn't worried about how his guitar sounded or what the mic sounded like. Yeah. He was all about the first song. It comes out like this and the light has to be on me and I need to be a shadow and they can't see me until I hit this line. And then I want you to transition and he stayed out there and worked with the sound and lighting crew until they got that right because he wanted that fan experience right out of the gate to be, you know, hmm, spot on. Cool. And I was really impressed with that. Um, and then they just had so much energy and were so into it and engaged the crowd. And it was a really, really cool show. Really? And then they ended up filming it and oh. asked us if they could have permission to. Really do some funny. music videos out of it. And they did two oh. new music videos out of that show. Um, so that one really awesome. stands out to me as a, you know, kind of a highlight show. 
you know, that kind of brings up a point that, you know, there's these, there's certain bands. Now you're, you're talking about like what they want to do with the experience and stuff, but like there's certain bands that are live bands. They're just really good at being a live performer. They know what, what gets the audience. They they're there and they, they just put on a good show. And, and then there's a lot of bands that just, I don't know. They sound like the record or they're just, they're, there's just yeah. not a lot of energy or something with them. And there's something to be said about those live bands that really, and to go to see a live show, it's a different experience than you just listening to them on yeah. anything record, Spotify, whatever it is. Um, and I've always, there's certain bands that hit in that category of like, they're the upper echelon of, they know how to put on. They are entertainers. Show. They're entertainers. And even the, if you don't like, like the their music that much, it, it, they can, put on the best show and you don't it doesn't matter what music yeah, you're playing you still yeah. can enjoy it yeah well yeah there's a uh, i was talking to somebody a few weeks ago that there's a huge difference between being a musician and being an entertainer like there are people that are mm. amazing musicians and they're super boring to watch do yeah fair right um yeah. and so yeah i really can appreciate the people that come out and like we've had ario speedwagon a few times and they blow the roof off the joint when they come in right they're just everyone leaves cool. happy um now they play way too loud they <laughs> they really <laughs> overestimate what they have to do in the theater but um yeah bands like that are amazing like they're and we've again been really lucky and when you're in that environment in the theater there's not a bad seat in the house even when you're in the mezzanine sure. and balcony, you feel like you're sitting on top of the stage. So you don't need a video screen to feel that performance right. or to see that it's a performance mm -hmm. and, and to feel the interaction with, with the artists. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Now you guys, uh, I don't know if you uh, heard about our Michigan night event we did last year. I, I think you were telling me about that when we, yeah. we were out of the yeah. of the zoo. So how'd that go? It went great. It was the first year of doing it and we're, we're working on it again this year. Um, and we're working on a big headliner for it, but they were all Michigan based bands. They either started yeah. in Michigan or, yeah. you know, like, uh, uh, Lindsay, Lou is now, Lindsay Lou's now in Nashville, but she started here. We had Patty Prashela and, um, yeah. and it was, that was a really, really cool night because it was local, but it felt huge right inside mm. the theater. Uh, you know, where you got three or four bands playing and um, a really energized crowd. And you want to talk about artists that came in to perform and put on a show. And it was, it was really cool to see. It was like, um, and that was a really fun night last year. When did you, did you guys do that towards the end of the year, didn't you? It was October. Yeah, it was in October. Oh, it was kind of yeah. close to Halloween. Uh, we did a costume contest and things like that. Um, and we That's had tarot cool. readers we'll there. You know, will be oh, the same. Nice. Will it be uh, if you do it again next year? Sounds like will be the same type time of year. Uh, we're thinking think? about it. We're thinking about trying to uh, to make it a you know a Halloween themed thing. But uh, you know, I mean, putting the focus on on the Michigan artists that are you know the um, you know they're they're all on an upswing at some point. You know, right? Yeah, and they're all doing really cool things and and starting to really make it and really wanting to highlight um you know the great talent we have here in michigan everyone talks about nashville all the time right yeah you know that's what we've been learning <laughs> you know it's like nashville nashville everyone wants to move to nashville mm -hmm. well guess what you're yep. not going to stand out in nashville anymore yeah. you know right. it, it is it's, it's a time and place where you don't necessarily have to go somewhere 
to mm-hmm. make it happen. Right. Right. I mean, I get it. There's there's definitely more opportunity there. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Just <laughs> talking to the microphone more. Oh, it's got quiet. I'll try to get your attention by turning your headphones off. Yeah, I, I my it didn't my, work. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what the heck you're doing. You're, I'll, 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 I'll oh, yeah, did your yeah. did your phone fall off or yeah. something anyway, happened there? I'm screwing around with the video versus it's the audio. whatever. The more whatever makes you comfortable. So as long as we can hear you. What I think is interesting is that. Um, you know, there is opportunity in Nashville. You're going to get seen more, right? I get that. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of things you can see here in uh, in Michigan. And yeah, and you don't necessarily have to travel. And, and, and the Michigan music scene, I think, is I think it's unbelievable. I think there's so many artists here and there's so many venues um, like yourselves that that have opportunity to go see a show. It's, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's happened, you know, so when I moved out here to go to Western, there was a really thriving music scene, right? And there were mm-hmm. a lot of great places yeah. to see music. You had Rick's American Cafe, you had Club Soda, uh, Harvey's was doing music at the time. Um, I got sick of seeing the Verve fight, right? Because they were, they hadn't <laughs> signed yet. I saw them, you know, every other weekend. At, All at the Rick's, time, I bet. You yeah. know, right? I mean, they were great. Don't get me wrong. Um, and For then sure. something <laughs> happened where, bars didn't want to bring in bands like that and they stopped with live music they didn't want to pay people and then when it came back they only wanted cover bands and i think what we're seeing is a revival in the singer songwriters and the original artists which is amazing and um you're right there's more there's everything from little small bars and clubs to bigger venues now that are embracing that and supporting that. And um, I think that's what it could take to really put Michigan on the map someday as a music hotspot, the way Seattle was for a while and the way Nashville is. I think the problem is it's hard to stand out in Nashville. First of all, everyone's going. Yeah. And yep. from what I understand from the, some insiders there, you don't play by the rules. It don't, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You're out. You get blackballed. Yeah, they yeah, just blacklisted. Yeah. yeah, blacklisted or blackballed. So, to wow. me, you got a better chance of standing out here. First of all, if you're a talented songwriter, and we're seeing a lot of mm-hmm. those, um, you know, and that's why you know, like, we love staying on the street. And I know, like, some of the festivals, like Sounds of the Zoo, and you've got, uh, you know, at least here in in Kalamazoo, you've got the Clover Room doing stuff, and you've got yep. um, Up and Under is starting to do more things, and. Um, I mean, even we have to stop talking about festivals. There's so many. There's so there's like over a hundred during the summer in Michigan. It's absolutely it's it's awesome, but it's like bonkers. Like we're almost it's almost getting to the point where it's (laughs) overwhelming. Yeah, Yeah. too many. Every weekend there's a festival going on somewhere. It when we and Jeff started looking them up, we were kind of listing off. Hey, next week or next month, this is what you see. It's like we don't have a half an hour to read all these off. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them you can't pronounce because they're just made up words. Which, Which is, is awesome, interesting but, because most yeah. festivals fail the first year and you never see a second yeah. year out of them, right? So, yeah, it's like they're all thriving. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a cool thing. But uh, yeah, so we're trying to embrace, you know, and support that. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're a business and we, we have to, you know, we have to yeah, sell yeah. tickets and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we, we feel a huge responsibility to the community. When you've been here since 1927, and the community mm-hmm. has supported the theater for that long. It's important for us um, to give back to the community in a way of making sure we have shows for everyone. Um, 
and it's not just Kalamazoo. I mean, we, we have people from Grand Rapids, Muskegon, Holland, Traverse city, um, Lansing. I mean, we draw from all over, so it's kind of cool, but, um, so that's where Michigan night kind of came from, what we're trying to do. So we haven't announced that yet right now. I think we're announced through June or July with shows. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you, you know, got, what would you say um, coming up? So late fe- mid to late February on what, what are some key shows that you got going on? Uh, well, really, March March first, uh, we've got the Silver Sun pickups, which we are so excited mm-hmm. to have them. Um, show is selling really I would, well. I, I gotta look that up. Yeah. I think I I would go see them at in Kalamazoo for sure. I would I act like quick. I love that Silver one's Sun. gonna sell out. It's, it's okay. Moving pretty, it's Thank moving you for the heads up on that one. Um, so yes. that's a pretty cool one. Um, you know, JJ Gray and and Mofro, if you're into kind of that R and B bluesy kind of indie mm-hmm. thing is kind of cool um and then J- jason isbell in the 400 unit we were just so geeked to get that show and there's like 20 tickets left to that one so, wow um yeah that one um but man he's such a great performer and songwriter so that one's cool and then a really cool one because i saw the first band last year with judas priest we've got queens and armored saint yeah. Oh, Queensryche is badass. Yeah, yeah. and so they're headlining. Them. So now they get to play their full set instead of just yeah. 45 minutes. Right. Um, and Armored Saint I've wanted to see for years. I saw John Bush when he was with Anthrax at like the intersection or mm. something. Heck yeah. Um, so uh, those are some really, really cool ones. Um, we have the comedian Joe Para, if uh, you know much about mm. him. He's he's big with a little bit of the younger crowd, and he's, he's kind of got a, a – He's got a certain character and act that he does, but it's another one of those big comedians that's coming in. Yeah, and he's you know, sounds like yeah, I'll look yeah. him up. So, um, trying to think what else, and then well, and the buddy guy is going to be in yes. August, and it's going to be one of his last shows. Um, that one was a little bit of a um, he had some health issues. Uh, he was mm. supposed to play that show last year in November, and he moved it to August. So. Um, that show was almost sold out, but now there are some tickets to that one. So that's going to be a big one. And it's going to be one of his last shows that he plays on this level. He's going to play his club probably here and there in Chicago. Um, I might have to get some tickets real quick. Cause I missed out on the November one last year and which obviously didn't work out yeah. anyway. Um, I want to see him if I can see him. What, you know, I heard he's amazing live. Actually, I heard my brother went and saw him not too long ago and he said, I was like, I'm gonna go to the show. Guy's gonna be sitting on a stool the whole time, not really energetic. But he gets up and moves around and does. A, he has a lot of energy for how old he is, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see him. I saw um, the reason why I want to see him as well. So I went to his um, um, club in Chicago, and this is years ago, like 20 years ago, right? So we went to the club. And this was, uh, I was there for a sales conference or something like that. And a bunch of us went over there, just hanging out. It was open night, mic night. So people are just, you know, some random different people up there. It was good blues. It was good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But when we walked in the door, there just seemed to be this different type of character sitting at the bar. <laughs> and by the end of the night, we all, we were there that long. He gets up off of the stool at the bar. Gets up on stage and it's Buddy Guy <laughs> at his own place and he plays. Uh, he played two 
two songs with a couple of the, the bands that were, you know, there performing. And it was awesome. Like, <laughs> I was like, this, you just can't, you just can't make it up. Right. It was, it was yeah. really cool, but I'd like to see him like a full performance of yeah. what he can do. Well, and the, and I'll tell you in a minute, one of the coolest things I ever saw with buddy guy, but he's actually, on when he was doing this tour, cause it was the, you know, damn right. It's my last tour kind of thing. Damn right. I got the blues last tour. Yeah. Um, he had at a lot of the stops, he had a lot of special guests coming up and joining him, you know, some, some big names. So, mm. and they don't tell you that stuff a lot of times coming in and you don't know till day of, and then the tour manager oh. like, Hey, you That's know, funny. cause like when we had Tommy Emanuel, um, apparently Jake Kershaw mm. connected with him and we got word like, Hey, he's going to bring Jake out to jam with them towards the end. And you want to talk about something oh, that's cool. cool. So yeah. Tommy Emanuel and Jake throw down on stage. Um, maybe really? throw my guitar away. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I always, I tell people, I say no promises, but buddy's been bringing some guests with him. So you never know who might show up. Um, yeah. but the coolest thing I ever saw, I went to the crossroads festival, Eric Clapton's festival in Chicago mm-hmm. in 2010 mm-hmm. and buddy guy came out and played with Johnny Lang and Ron Wood. And they did like four wow. Lang, yeah. Um, and they Dang. were doing stone songs and they were doing blues classics and they were doing buddies songs. And I mean, you want to talk about cool, you know, that, yeah. that was cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say bone thugs in harmony. <laughs> the crossroads tour. I was like, God, oh, my wife is that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as our lineup goes, I mean, unlike some of these other, um, you know, like Meyer Gardens, they have a season. They announce it all at once. Yep, they make yeah. everything all at once. We are constantly booking, constantly booking. Yeah, so, yep. you know, I always tell people, you know, follow us on social media or sign up for our, our email list because we're always announcing. Um, we've got like three announces coming up in the next three weeks and we'll have more after that. We're just constantly booking and adding. Um, one of the other really interesting things, uh, despite being shut down during the pandemic and losing money, uh, we put air conditioning in that theater has never had air conditioning until. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big upgrade. Well, and in the summer it gets so hot in there, we couldn't have performances. So we were shut down for three months Mm -hmm. of the year. Oh, I did not know that. We're well, that now year round, yeah. so we're, we're now going to have, you know, more shows in the summer and things like that. Yeah, when the theater opened in 1927, the air conditioning unit they they used then was they had water <laughs> pipes underneath with vents, and they would pipe cold water under, and the cold air would push up, and then you know, cold oh, air pushes okay. the hot air, and it rotate. That was air conditioning back in the 20s and 30s. Fair enough. Yeah. Keep it was something. It. it was yeah. something. Yeah. It was probably, it probably did, did seem like something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we're going to have more shows now moving forward every year. Um, and we're constantly announcing and, and you, know, you just never know what, what'll get added. So, which yeah. is cool. It's fun. You yeah. know, the best type of person to interview on a podcast like this is someone who really likes, enjoys what they do. That's Harry. Like no, when no. you said you got your dream job, it's like, yeah, I can tell. Like, yeah, I feel like we could talk to you all night, just like swapping stories and like, oh, you heard this yeah. and that and the other yeah. thing and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, it's crazy. It, I mean, yeah, I love my job, but I also love talking to people who love music and love theater. Like it's, it's fun for me. I love sharing this. Yeah. Um, I was, I was telling, I do a lot of networking events and stuff. And at some jobs that I've had in the past, you show up at a networking event, you almost don't want to say where you work and what you do because someone's going to mm-hmm. complain about you. And someone, I walk in the room and 
you know, either they see my name tag or they ask me what I do and people are so excited and they want to know stuff. And it was so fun. Um, I I just love talking about it. And, you know, part of that is the theater's a cool place. The history there is cool. The other part is um, I love the people I work with. I mean, everyone, everyone on our team, we're a very small team, very passionate about what they do, love the industry, love what we do. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's hard you know, I, I don't, I rarely wake up on Mondays and don't want to go to work, you know, which yeah, is a weird thing. That's a good, that's yeah. a good feeling. Very good. Yeah. Like you, I hope you're relishing that. I also like Mondays. I work yeah. in it and usually Monday's the worst day of the week. <laughs> and at my company it is the easiest day of the week because well, we do good. things so well. Yeah. But the guys that do the work, yeah, I just kind of do my thing, but yeah. They do such a good job that Mondays are literally like Fridays at other places. But it's such a rare thing today, right? Like mm-hmm. to, yep. to work work in a place that you want to work, not because you have to have a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and plus like getting to do stuff like this, like, you know, when I, when I met Jeff and, and talking to you guys, like that is such a cool part of my job, you know, when, um, you know, cause we met at sounds of the zoo and Jennifer asked me, she's like, I have too many shows going on. I need someone to help host. You know, will you do it? Yeah. So I'm going there and hosting. Ask and, us. Ask us like, sometime. We want to start right. hosting stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. And like, how much fun is that to say, yeah, I got to work tonight, but you know what? I'm hanging out at the show with Jake Kershaw. And I'm, yeah. And I'm going to talk to in front of 1500 yeah. people yeah. and, and right. yeah, announce Jake Kershaw. Yeah. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel really lucky in that respect. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. You're blessed. Harry, thank you so much, man. This was thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people um, uh, connect with Kalamazoo State Theater? So kazoostate.com is our website, K-A-Z-O-O state.com. Um, that if, and let me tell you, there's fake sites out there. So you know, there's, uh, you got to be really careful. Um, our theater is spelled with an R-E, not an E-R. So make sure <laughs> you see wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are very active on our socials, Facebook, Instagram. We even have TikTok going. Um, but you can sign up to our email for our email um, newsletters. And we do not spam. You know, we, we only put out the information at, with announces Legit and things stuff. that are important. Um, that's the easiest way to do it or come down to the box office and get tickets. So hopefully it sounds like you two are due for a visit. You guys yes, are due definitely. for a visit. We are. So you guys need to let me show. let me know what show you'd like to go to. We you absolutely will. Show. I, I was just gonna, after we get off this call, I'm like, okay, Jeff, let's pull up the calendar. Let's okay, well, what, buddy, guys on my list. Is sure. he? I, I'll go with you. That, uh, I'm sure there's gonna be more than that, but yeah. oh yeah, I want to go more to, than but, that, but I'll go to. I'm I'll literally go to whatever. I don't care. That one's the number one on my list. Okay, I'll find my number one and we'll compare. Maybe yeah. we got to each go to each but, other's. Yeah, yeah well, that's mean, fine. Uh, so we'll go to two. You guys will have to come down. Maybe you can come down early. I can show you around. You know. Yeah. Oh, that would be freaking sweet. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah, it's cool to see the theater when it's not dark, like for a concert, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, I'd love to have you guys come down and hang yeah, out. That'd be great. Or we'll, we'll or you know. if you ever are doing anything with a Kalamazoo artist, uh, you could do your podcast from there. Oh Ooh, yeah, we'll we take did. You for that, for that. On the, when we went to the east side of the state, we went to Twenty Front Street and did some interviews there with the people that owned it and artists that had been there before. So it worked out perfectly well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll take you. We'd love to host you there. We would totally make that happen. Yeah. Cool. But can we do but can we do it on the stage? Yes. 
even if it's going to be dark and empty, Ooh. that would be cool. Uh, yes. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it looks really cool. Um, actually, we've shot a lot of uh, videos and people do photo shoots where, um, you know, we turn on our mezzanine lights and all and the candelabras and stuff on the side. So you get uh-huh. the colored lights. I don't know if you remember the ring around the mezzanine, but you've got the yes. big orbs yep. that are like red and blue. And um, it's a really cool backdrop. If you're on the stage with your back actually to the audience and shooting that direction, it's really sweet looking. That's cool. I like those shots. That's I like that. We will let you know. I I literally after we hang up the we're going to man your website (laughs) looking at the camera. Very cool. Very cool. Well, this was a blast. I love I love chatting with people like you and, and, and talking music. And I love what you guys are doing, too. You know, propping up Michigan music. I love that. Exactly. For sure. What better way to connect with other Michigan music, people that other people that like Michigan music, other connect with the venues that you go to see them at. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been to a radio station where you listen to it at. We've been to a recording studio where they're recording it. Now we're talking to venues where you can see them at. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks again, Harry. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Have a good 2024. You too.